Mishnah's Rabbim. We are in the middle of Daf Sadi Chesom We're just doing Chazaran last week, so you haven't missed anything uh, real. I mean, you've missed, but not nothing anything real. We are just doing the Rashi de Maskel and the Gemara said that the Rishus Rabbim Makura is not Rishus Rabbim. We learn that from Digle Midbar that Rishus Rabbim Makura is not Rishus Rabbim. The Gemara asked the question. How can Rav say in the name of Rabchir that underneath the wagons was Rishus Rabbim? When the Gemara and the Havman understood the wagons were covered. Why were they covered? They were covered with the beams. It says Rashi Ubeinain between the wagons, in between the two wagons which were adjacent to each other. As we said, there were four wagons, two and two, running along the length of the Rishus Rabbim. So in between means in between the two, in the middle of the the area in between the two wagons, Rashi's asking a question, I have my two wagons, that's my wagon, my beams were across, don't forget the length of the beam is running across the width of the wagon, the width of the wagon wasn't wide enough to take the whole tenor length of the beam, so there was an element of the beam sticking out, and then the other wagon over here, there been an element of the beam sticking out, so Rashi's asking, what do you mean, Sidan was also Makura. That's how Rashi understands the Gemara's question. On each side, because the wagons were five amas across. The, the beams were ten amas length. So when the beams were placed on the wagon, there was two and a half amas on each side in order to keep it balanced that was sticking out. And the wagons weren't very much far apart. So we assumed that the two, the two protruding beams would be almost, almost touching. But he said to Sidan and, and, and Benin. So where's, there's no Benin. Benin was all covered. Because Rabbi Chia is telling us that Benin is Rishus Rabbim that you have. He's not just telling us Rishus Rabbim. It's the Tariq Yechayev, for sure. And the tips of this I got this beam will touch the tip of that beam, and therefore between will be covered. There's only five amas between each agola. It'll come on. And the width of each agola was five amas. And therefore the the halal of the wagon was two and a half amas. And the frame, the wheels, made up another two and a half amas. Ten amas was the width of the carriage. When you put the width, the length of the beam on the walls of the wagon, the rochva to its nisu base amas amechsa both to mixat mikolzat two and a half amas is, is protruding on both sides. And that tells us that the width between the two agolos was makur b'rashi koshim. Don't forget, the Gemara tells us that the rishus rabbim was sixteen amas. Rishus rabbim was sixteen amas, and you're going to have to have two wagons plus the beams, etc., or plus space. In that 16 amas. So the wagons couldn't have been too wide. You can't have a, a 10 armor wagon because it wouldn't fit on the Rishus Rabbim. The Rishus Rabbim was only 16 amas. So the wagon was 5 amas. That our wagon was 5 amas. Plus 5 amas in the middle. That's 15 amas. Plus a little bit on the side to help you protrude. That's uh, another amma on each side. That's oh, half an amma on each side. That comes to 16 amas. Doesn't actually quite work in, in the maths. The maths doesn't quite work. But that's, that's where the basis of the Gemara is. Who says? Were you there? No idea. I don't know what was on the other side. I don't know, maybe it was sand dunes. I have no idea. The sheer six numbers learned from the Agolas. From the Agolas, yes. Whether we learn the whole concept of Shus Rabbin from the Agolas or just the sheer is a discussion we're going to discuss in places on the show. So Sidan doesn't mean the side. Sidan means this is my wagon and it's got the wheel here. So in between the wheel and the and the frame there was a gap, and that gap is also considered underneath that gap is considered Shusarabim. Kikamarab, so now says the Gamar Kikamarab, Tahtain Shusrab Bidrato. Says Rashi, so the, the Gemara's answer is, how do I get Tachtehen 
underneath the Kroshim Rishus Rabbim, because the Kroshim, though they were placed one after the other, right? One Keresh and then another Keresh, etc. But there was a gap between the two. We didn't place them exactly together in this part of the Gemara. There was a gap. And in that gap, underneath is not Makura. Underneath that gap is Rishus Rabbim. Create the Gemara, it doesn't make sense. How long was the agol? It was five amas long. What was the width of the keresh? One and a half amas. Each keresh is one and a half amas. Correct? Each keresh is one and a half amas. Come on, myself. Talasa. How many of one and a half can you fit in five? Three remained a half. Three remained a half means you can't get more than three on. If you don't want the fourth one to fall off. So you end up with just three. So how much space have you got? Pasha dei palgadam. So you're left with half an amma. When you stretch the half an amma, half an amma is how many tfachim? It's three tfachim. When you take that three tfachim and you spread it. When you spread it between the three, that means you're going to take the three tfachim and spread it into two gaps between three sets of kroshim. Three sets of kroshim means you've got two gaps. Those gaps will now be one and a half tefach each. One and a half tefachim. Then I have lobud. If I have lobud, I don't have, I still have it roofed. And if it's roofed, then I can't say it's Rishus Rabbim. It's not Rishus Rabbim. Says Rashi, hey, Amos, come on, come on. How many rows can one place on the length of its walls? Talasta, only three. They will take up three Amos, four Amos and a half. You're left with a space of four, of, of half an amma. Half an amma is three twachim. When you divide that three twachim into the two gaps, which are between the three rows of beams, you only have a quarter of an amma, which is one and a half twachim. So it is roofed. How can you tell me it's not roofed? Which Gemara answers, me sovereign. Kroshim apusayu have a monachlu, achudon monachlu. Who says that the, the Kroshim were placed on their width? They were placed on their side. Now, a kerish has its length, it has its width, and it has the thickness. If you place it on the thickness, the thickness of each kerish was only a, only a, a amor. Me sovereign Kroshim apusayu have a monachlu, achudon monachlu. Says Rashi, so fine. So now we have more space. We have more space. Now the one is going to make a cheshun. So if say sumcha the keresh kama have a sumcha, that means the the thickness of the keresh kama have a how thick was it? Amso, it was an amma. They were huge beams, these beams. They were huge thick beams. An amma means six tfachim. They were 24, 20, 28 centimeters according to Chaim Noah thick. 30 centimeters according to Chaim 24 centimeters according to Chaim Noah. And, and, uh, and nearly 30 something, 28, 29 something centimeters thick according to Chasnish. 10 amas tall. 10 amas tall. That's, uh, that's very tall. 10 amas tall. So you're talking about a, and one and a half amas wide. You know what? A huge, thick beam. Massive beam. Okay, well, I have to discuss how they kept it together. You, you asked me the questions. Safe, safe, sunkha de kerish, kama have amsa. Kama have a moisiv. How many can you put? How many of crushing this way? Thickness way. An amma. How many will fit in five amas of a wagon? Arba. Because you don't want to squash them on there. There's going to be a bit of a space. Arba. So you leave a space. You have, at least you can get four. Partially amsa. You're left with an am, one amma. One amma is how many? I mean, talking with six talking. If you divide one amma in between four, three spaces now, because you've got four rows, so you can divide them between three, three spaces. You shot them at my bene bene. You can love it. You still have love it. Says Rashi. You can only place four beams. You're going to place the maximum you can on the length of the agola. You want to try and minimize the height of these beams being placed one on top of the other. There was 12 crush from agola each single agola. There was 48 crushing altogether. Half crushing the top and 20 crushing on the northern side. 20 crushing on the southern side. Six crushing on the, on the west side. It's an extra two crushing that was to fill the corners. We're going to, the going to explain later how that happened. But in order to fill the corners, because if you have your carriage here and, there and your carriage here, right? And you want to keep it exactly 
10 Amos wide, you're going to end up with a gap here. In order to fill that gap, you have to have another carriage placed in the corner there, a corner carriage. And the Gemara is going to discuss exactly how that worked later. So you end up with an extra two. So 20, 20 plus 6 is 46, plus the two in the corners makes 48. 48 divided by 4 is 12. If you're going to place, um, sorry. Since the width is one and a half amas, and its thickness and its and its thickness is slightly narrower. You're going to place them one on top of the other in large numbers. Hey, They're going to fall down. What does he place on the length? He places four. He tries to the best he can do is place four. You can't place five on five. The it's not possible to squash them in and get exactly five in five amas. Because when we're talking about physical space, even though we call it five amas, it's not quite exactly five amas. It could be slightly less. It could be a millimeter too less. And it's not going to be a perfect fit. And we're going to see later also because of the belitas hatabois, the rings that were on the on the beams. And we'll see that the Gemara Rashi is going to discuss that later in one opinion. Every beam, right? This is a carriage. Every carriage had a, had a ring sticking out, a ring like this sticking out. So they could put the bars through to hold the carriage in place. Rashi is going to explain later. If you take a beam, which is 10 amas high and tefach thick with one and a half tefachim wide, and you place it in two little sockets of how high with the sockets, one tefach. How I was a one armor? How much I was one armor? But, but it was just a hollow socket based on the floor, right? There's no way that that beam's going to stand. Maybe one may, but not two, three, four, not 20. They're all going to come toppling down. So, and, and, and therefore, to hold them in place and stop them from moving and bending, there was a ring. As the Father's story tells us, there was a ring placed on the carriage, protruding. And in that ring was a beam going through. And that beam would hold the beams together. That pole, I should say, not a beam, that pole would hold the beams together. Now, therefore, when I place it on the side, like this, on its thickness, there's going to be a ring. We're going to discuss how they place the rings a bit later. That ring is going to take up space. So, it's a very good question, but it could be that they lay the ring down. Next one on top. Next one up. I don't know how you get 12. At this stage of the Gemara, the Rashi and the Gemara later Rashi can take on the rings. The, um, we don't know what the thickness of the rings are exactly. We're going to have to work yeah, it out Rashi when we get there. If you put but them on the sharp side, it doesn't matter anyway. Sorry? If you put them on the sharp side. Yeah, it's no, but it will make a difference in the middle. This is, this is my, my carriage. So yeah. the ring here, the next one's there. No, the next one is on top of it. But there's along the length there was four. Right. Okay, four. But there's there's room. The, the ring wasn't that long. So you never said Rashi, if I had five, I couldn't get five on because you need space for the rings. Yeah. Why didn't they bother about the um the uh, area between the carriages where the two wood lots don't actually match and there could be more than three tfokhem beside them? Because Rashi is saying the main main the fundamental question the Gemara has is tachteim. Yes, after him. It wouldn't be three. The, the, after him is under the carriage. Yes, the under the carriage is fine, but when the two, the two carriages ne- roll next to each other, they can't avoid being le- more than three tochen between them. Between but you're the talking about Benehem, we're talking about Tachtehem. Tachtehem will be, um, that under. That doesn't mean under the crush, it means under the carriage. Under the wagon. But with him, they also say it's. Yeah, but the Rashi says a main, main issue of the Gemara is Tachtehem. That's what Rashi pointed out before. I think it's Tachtea Krashim, I thought, no? I don't think so. I think Tachtehen is the word Tachtehen. The Gemara says Tachtehen, Benen, and Sidehen, three separate things. Rashi, of course, only one. Okay, Benen. Even though you're right, the original question was all three. Kishadima Beni or Beni. When you take this leftover amma, because you've got five ammas in the length of the of the wagon, four ammas being taken up by the crossim when they're placed on the side. You have one amma left 
you divide it between three spaces. One army is six tvachim. You divide one army into three, you end up with two tvachim in each space. You still have lovut. You only have a space of two tvachim, no more. So I have lovut. Again, I have a Rishus Rabbi Makura. Why can Hakan Rabbiya tell me, Rab, tell me in the name of Rabbiya that you're Chayev and underneath is Rishus Rabbi? So the Gemara says, Honicha. Misavus Kroshim Apusaya have a Monachu. Achut Monachu. Say there's some kind of Kesh Kamav Amsava. Kamav have a Moisiv. I'm a Pasheli Amsa. He shot him. I'm a Melech Rovda. Me Honicha. So the Gemara Manda Mekroshim Mil Mapa Oivon Amo Mil Malon Kalin Ba'Echinat Keetzba Shapi. We can answer your problem if you understand that the crushing will maton of your ama will mile and kalin by Hinat Ketz by Shapi. The mandama kishem shall maton of your ama, Kachmil mile and of your ama, Michael Amemba. And we're still stuck with our problem. So this is a Gemara on the Omid basis. We understand in all the pictures that we see in, in, in the uh, beautiful art scroll and etc. of the of the beams is a, a plain square beam like this. However, there is a mandama in the Gemara later that says, and how exactly we're going to see the Gemara itself is not clear. But there's one Madam who says that the base of the Keresh was an Amma by an Amma, an Amma and a half by one Amma thick, an Amma and a half, ten Ammas high by thick an Amma, but it, 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 it thinned into a, uh, tapered, but, but from all, from both sides. So he ended up being really looking like this, looking like a bit of a, sorry. Cross oh, pyramid. Yeah. The pyramid. Pyramid. Why so, oval? Mm-hmm. Bottom's wide and the top's the narrow turn to So, so when you put the two, and, 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 and from all sizes, it's tapered. Well, at least from one side, at least like that. So when you put the two together, they fit. There may be a gap, depending how it was tapered at the top. There may be a gap, but who cares? That top was covered by the ureus, it doesn't really matter. And the base was an amma by, an amma and a half by an amma, and that was slotted into the, into the, says Now, if I take that tapered beam, and I place it on my wagon, this is my wagon, and I place it on my wagon, so this side here is going to be thick, will be covered, this area here will be covered, but this area here, it's tapered off to a narrow, very small, to a tefach. Then, when I take the next one, I put the next to it. That one also narrows off to a tefach. So I've got now one and a half, almost one and a half hours, almost three hours in between. Because this is one and a half hours. Or even if I put it on the side, one hour. And the next one's an hour. But the top is only an etzba. So the top has got two hours almost, minus two etzboys in between. That's not a lot of it. How did they load them one on top of the other? They didn't do opposites. Exactly the same thing. Next one on top, next one on top. According to this, this mandoma. Bakopana says to Gemara, according to that mandoma, I have a gap of three, more than three tvachim. So I can have tachten. Simple. But if however, don't ask me any questions, because we're showing you lots of questions, but because you're all, I can see you asking a question, and you ready to, because if you were packing a suitcase, you'd pack them a bit better, wouldn't you, right? Right. But, but don't ask questions. Uh, that's all very well. You, you understand what I mean? If you, if you're packing a suitcase, you like, you, you pack them a bit better, no? Imagine you came to, 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 to travel and you had your beams, one there and another one there with a massive, massive gap of one and a half. It's a waste of space. Right? They could have easily just swapped it around, had one the one way and one the other way and one that way and one the other way and they could, they could have started in all, like a jigsaw. It could have been beautiful. Shredding will talk about it. That's all very well, says Gamora, that I have a space, Kontamandoma, that they were thin cats by the top. Kontamandoma, that they were tefach by, but they were an amma by an amma. Amma by an amma and a half, all the way across the whole beam. Then we're back to our original question. Where do we find Tachtein being Rosh Hashanah? Now, this is where it gets more complicated. This is where we got to last week. Says Gamora. Omer kana b'at bo'i b'at bo'i. We're discussing now b'at bo'i because of the at bo'i. There's going to be a gap, a space of three tefachim on the chariots in between the beams, and therefore the tachtein is going to be shusrabim. What does the word b'at bo'i mean? That's the discussion in this Rashi, right the way through to the Ahmed base, to the top of the Rashi on the Ahmed base, and we're going to see that right now. Says the Gemara, Omer kana b'at bo'i, the revach shabain sidi hakroshim. 
in the gap between the sides of the Kroshim, because we have our, this is our wagon, this is the, thank you, this is the, the beam, thank you, this is the beam, this is the beam, each beam has got a, each beam has got a, a ring, says Rashi. So this Gemara at the moment, this Pshat, Rashi is learning at boy to be a ring from Tabas. The root of the word at boy is test base iron, which comes from the word Tabas, from the word ring. So the at boy is the Rebash of Sidak Roshim, Shat boys, Shat boys Kabuz Now, if each, each Keresh has got a ring, I've got to be able to place as many Kroshim as I can on my wagon. Without the, the, the rings, without the rings getting in the way. How do I do that? Says Rashi. It's not possible to place three sedorim. Even on their sides, it's not possible to place three, more than three sedorim. You can't get four. Why? Because the taboys, the rings are fixed into the crushion. Not like you would like to suggest, David. They were fixed, says Rashi here. They would place the, push the, the poles into these rings, the Pishank voice, because the Kroshim were very tall. Ten Hamas is high, you know, Ten Hamas is, you're talking about, how many meters is Ten Hamas, David? No? Five meters. That was as high as this room. Imagine putting a 20 question down the side of this room. You'd lose your architect's license if you did that. Wouldn't last. Wouldn't survive. They were tall. When they were sitting on the dome, it's only an armor thick. What's an armor already? 20, 20, 24 centimeters, 24 centimeters. Nothing. Imagine 24 centimeters holding up a, a four or five meter beam. It's not going to last. Menanois, they will move forward, backwards and forwards. They're not going to survive. They won't stand straight. These brichim, these, uh, call them, um, bolts, but they're not really bolts. It's just a bolt. They were mechabrinus kulam. And there was a third one, another briach, which went right through the middle of the, of the poles. Mechabe kol gimul aruchos. And the guys are going to tell us how that worked. It went all the way around. And turned, bent into the corners and came back around again and kept all of the poles in place. And they strengthened each one, 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 each one, the other. And those rings were scooping, they were protruding, they were, they were upright. They weren't lying. I don't quite know how you'd have a ring lying. I'm not quite sure. I don't even know how it can be shaken. Practically, I'm not sure what it means. How do you get a lying ring? This is my beam, this is my ring. You make a hinge and you make a hinge and you. Hinge. They had hinges in those days. Why not? And flatten flatten it out. Yeah, they had hinges. All right. You say so. You do it. You do it now. You do it now. Well, now you do it. Yeah. Now we're very advanced nowadays. Our science is really advanced. I don't know if they had hinges in those days. Okay. But let's say they had a hinge. I've no idea. We know more today than they did in those days. Well, at least we think we do, don't we? I said, it's complete nonsense, but we think we know more. And they were wise. They can't stand adjacent to each other in, in that small gap because of the rings. The So how did they place them? So what they did was, they had, this is the agola. This is the length of the agola. This is the ring. This tissue is one ring. This tissue is the other ring. So what they did was, they placed one there with the ring protruding that way, and one there, right next to each other with the ring protruding that way. And then, there was no gap in between these two. When they did that, they did the other side, sorry, the other side, they did the same thing. So you'd end up with four, with the ring protruding both to the middle. You'd have one tefach to tefachim, one tefach to tefachim, and what would you have in the middle? One armor, two armor, one armor, two armor. You'd have a whole armor in the middle in order to enable the rings to be together. Oh, uh, yeah, now you're asking questions. We're just saying facts now, now you're asking questions. 
Don't ask questions in the life simple. Okay? Says Rashi, therefore they place them on the, on the beams, and you're gonna have the other side exactly the same thing, so that's gonna be over there. Then this ring and this ring are gonna meet. Which therefore means, what's the gap in the middle? I've only got a gap of an amma now. The, 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 and even if I push these a little bit in, into the, into the wagon, so they weren't quite at the end. So I narrowed down my gap, but I've got two rings. Each ring, according to this chat in Rashi, was one and a half fucking minimum. So if I've got one and a half fucking of a ring protruding, and another one on the other side, now one and a half fucking of a ring, I'm going to have at least a gap of three fucking minimum. And I can't say love it. If I can't say love it, I've got Tachtein being a Shusarabim. Why haven't you got outside the gap of an armor? I know you've got the rings, but the rings, there's only two rings in the whole ten, ten armor. No, I've got, I've got two beams here, which take up two, 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 two armors. Now the two beams on the other end, which take up two armors. I've only got an armor gap. Yeah. The armor gap has to be in the middle now. Yeah, and there's rings in that armor gap. To right, so the, those rings, would, even if I yeah. narrow down the gap to the minimum, but the minimum I can narrow down to is where the rings meet. No, but between those two rings, I understand there's only, there's only three to There'll be at least, at least, not only, at least three to My question is, how can you count the rings? Because they're only a ring which is this thick along a whole length. No, I'm not counting. I'm saying because of the rings, I've got a gap. And therefore, underneath now is, is, is not a roof. It's open. How big is that gap? At least one and a half fucking, twice. At least three to At least three to That was the how the Raboisov of Rashi explained the Gemara. That's the first Malach and the Gemara. We assume that each ring is one and a half. We have two beams on one side, two beams on the other, and the middle is Tachtein. Now, the next line of the Gemara doesn't really work so nicely according to them. So the Gemara carries on. Amr Avkan about the boys. And then the Gemara says, At boy hecham monachlu. Where were these rings placed? Agaba Agola. On the roof of the Agola. Agola Gufa But Agola itself was roofed without the beams. What's going on? Like we're asking a new question now. Says Rashi. What's the question? The question is as follows. And then on that we're going to ask, this gap in the middle here, where the rings meet, where did they place them? They placed on the top of the Agola. And I now understand now, Sidain will mean this bit, the Sidain in between the, the, the wheels and the Agola in this gap area. Right? That I can understand. And Beinayan means between the two chariots in this gap area. The Agol itself was considered, was roofed. Why? Because the Gemara now is taking on, according to this chap in the Gemara, they were like wagons which were completely had a floor, like, like an Aliyah. means a real, like a second story. A second story has a floor which is completely sealed. You don't have some living upstairs with gaps in your floorboards. Not, not the most conducive thing to do. Because if you're going to use a wagon to carry sand or earth, then the last thing you're going to do is put holes or slats in your wagon. It's going to be a solid base. So therefore, they assume that the wagon was a solid base. If the solid base is anyway root, even without fines, you, you find me a way around the the beams. What you do with the floor of the wagon? Which more answers? Oh, my Shmuel, but you say this. Says Shmuel, but you say those. Loi hoyim akuros. They weren't roof milmato. El you say this are you? It was just two poles going down the side of the wagon. Rebach binen, and with a gap in between. Can oisin shonas who's not be eitzim? Like our wagons are brought, are used to to bring wood. So the wagon was just two sides like this. It was just two sides. And another, we'll see later, we're going to see there was a side here, a side here, and a side there. And the beams are placed on top, and you've got a lovely gap in the middle, which can be tachtein. Now that I've got my beams with the rings protruding, with the rings protruding, I've got a beautiful gap in the middle, and there's no roof on the wagon itself, because the wagon is, is just a frame. It doesn't have any 
base in it. Therefore, I now have tachten underneath that gap. That's the Rabbi Yisrael Rashi. Clear? Comes along Rashi himself, and because of Moshe's problems, doesn't like the the Rabbi Yisrael Rashi. He doesn't like the Rabbi Yisrael Rashi. The linear perish. I'm going to explain to you the word atboy a bit differently. The atbi, my atba, the the sifri, atba the sifri, omer b'menachos, who gluun belaz, gluun belaz, glu, gluun belaz. Uh, Atban the Sifri in the Gemara Menachos is as follows. If they wanted to hold a, pa- a piece of paper in place, they wanted to hold a, a uh, contract, and they wanted to blow away, they would take a piece of wood, and they would make a very, very thin cut in the wood. So you'd have a very thin, what word you use in English? A very thin slit, 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 yeah, very thin slit in the wood. And in that slit, you would place your piece of paper, and that would hold it in place. Nowadays we have modern, you know, these uh, clips and stuff like that. But they didn't have clips in those days. So the way they made a clip was they had a piece of wood with a thin slit in it. And, and in that slit, like this, a thin slit, it's a bit thicker. And, and, and your paper would hold in, in the slit like this and it would, would protrude out the slit like that. That's your, this, this slit is what we call Atba de Sifri. Atba de Sifri. So what's that going to do with Al Gamar? We're not talking about papers here, we're talking about beans. Says Rashi. It means that's follows. I suppose gluon comes from the word glue. I don't know. You would take a stick and, and chop a lime in it, a slit in it, and you would pull into it the papers of the contrast, of the pamphlet that you're making. This is what Rav Kana means to say. No, they placed exactly with no gaps in between. If you're going to place one there and another one there and then another one there, right, and another one there with little gaps in between, and they're all lying on their Amos side, they're not going to survive. They're going to topple, and this one's going to topple, it's going to push that one, and it's going to push that one, and they're going to fall off the wagon, and it's going to be a disaster. So what did they do? There was Atbi. This is Atbi means. This is Rashi. What they did was, they had, this is one, they piled three on top of each other, three on top of each other, on the wagon, the ring came off. Three on top of each, top of each other on the wagon like that, and then it piled another set of three right adjacent to it. So this way you now have strength in numbers. You've got two piles of three with no gap in between. That be no, just a tiny thin slit, no gap in between. Pushing against each other. So they now strengthen each other and, and, and there's nothing to topple. And again, the rings can be putting in the middle. And then they did another three on the other side. Right? Two rows of three. So you have six and six. You have 12 with a gap in the middle. They did that not because of the rings. Maybe the rings were foldable. Maybe they had the, the, these, uh, maybe they had electronic buttons, you know, maybe it was remote controlled as well. And they pressed it and the rings folded down. I have no idea. But not because of the rings, but because they wanted to have strength in numbers. They made two rows of three, both right adjacent to each other, like an atbi. Like the atbi where the two parts of these, the two sides of the, the wood, which has the slit in it, are right next to each other. So they place on the head of the agola one agola. They place two rows and they would strengthen each other. So it would come out now that the the area that the two rows were took up two amas. And then the other side as well <coughs> was two amas taken up with the beams. The amma and the amma of the gap would be in the middle. So therefore, we now have a gap in the middle, which is not root. So Pachinon, and now the Gemara asks question as follows: We ask a new question now. How can you place them on the roof of the Agola? 
Since it was roofed. What's the problem with the rings? So you'll move it slightly, one or a couple of millimeters away. So you won't have the, the, the beams. You get a good cash in Rashi, no? You're happy like that. Mashal's got a number of caches. A number of caches, how they could have arranged it with the rings without, without any trouble at all and narrowing down the, 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 the narrowing down the gap. But Rashi himself asked my boy to Rashi, you're telling me that boy means rings? What's the rings? Not a problem. Put them adjacent to each other. Slightly out, out of sync. One ring can cross over the other ring and you have less than the, the gap of an armor in between. And we can narrow it down and it won't be roofed. And you can get more, you can get more beams on it. So the only difference between Rashi and the Rabbis of Rashi is, is the issue of the rings or is the reason why you have to have the gap in the middle just because you need strength in numbers. But the, the, the basic concept of the Gemara is the same. The basic concept of the Gemara is the same. That's Rashi. Because Gemara answers, we say those, that it wasn't. It wasn't a roof. It was just a wagon with four sides and you place the beams on the four sides and therefore you now have this Amr in the middle which is the gap which underneath it is a Rishos and that's the, the whole Amadam Gemara that we learned just to get to that conclusion that you have your Amma in between and underneath the Amma in between under the wagon is considered a Rishasarabim and you'd be hired if you transported, transferred something from Rishasarabim to that area under the wagon. Says Tasis. Turn back to the page. Tasis. Sadi Ches Amadalab, top Tasis. They look worse than they really are, so don't get too worried about it. That was a Gemara. When the Gemara wants to suggest that you had four on. You had four on, and four on means you had less than a gap. So the Gemara says, no, it's all very well if you have the Kuntalamadama, it says it narrowed down at the top, and they were tapered, and therefore you had each one lying next to each other, you'd have a big gap at the top where they taper, then you have Rishus Rabim underneath. It was tapered. Says the Says that place. Even according to Mandama, it was Ketzba. You heard inside the Shishos Dorim. I couldn't guess six Dorim. She had no Chudeshel Zul connected to Obyeshel Zul. Yachziku Shishos Dorim. How do you get six Dorim? So I have one here, which is which which narrows, right? Narrows. I have another one there. There's the thick side there, which narrows. Two. That's two Amos. I have another one here. Another one there. That means in, in every ammo, in every ammo and a half, I can get two. Right? So the next ammo and a half, three, I can get another two. The next ammo and a half, I can get another two. So I can actually get six running along each other. Are you with me? Come on, you ask me this question yourself. I've got my beam, my beam tapers. You have to imagine it's a beam which narrows, narrows. Let's, let's look at it narrowing like this. Straight up, straight up, but narrows. So it's like, are you with me? Now, and when it narrows, if I cut this box in, down down the, the line there, I have one beam over here, an armor at the top, tapered to a tefak at the bottom, and I have one beam over here, an armor at the bottom, tapered to a tefak at the top. If I place those on the on the, it slopes at a single angle, single angle, yeah. One line perpendicular, one line. And the two would look like the box. So if you had a, a, a diagonal line cutting through this box, you'd end up with two crush. And now on five, I can now actually place six, three of these, which is six beams. I can place six beams. What's the problem? And then I get, I'm left with a gap of what? I'm left with a gap. 
Well, no, this is, there's, there's six, um, there's, there's three, three amas in five. I've really got three talking between, less than three between each, because an etzba. So it's a little bit more, each one's a little bit more than an amma. Each one's going to be a touch more than an amma, right? It's going to be a touch more than an amma, because, because it's the etzba at the top. It's an amma at the bottom, and an etzba. So it's going to be an amma and an etzba, plus another amma and an etzba, plus another amma and an etzba. So you're going to be a little bit less than, than, you end up with 11 Tvachim. Ah, 11 are Tvachim between three rows. How do you get, divide 11 Amas between, how many rows have we got? We've got four, five gaps now. When you divide 11 Amas in five, well, no, don't you've got one, two, three. Yeah, no, but you're going to divide it between each one. So when you divide it between six, 11 divided between six, you're going to end up with a tefach, roughly between each beam. Fantastic question. No, I'm sure you're not asking. Fantastic. This is something we should have been asking ourselves. We should have been jumping up and down and asking the question. But tears. And he answers as follows. He says, The Gnaihu lahasim sada ava omud haimud somach lekaka itzel hakotze shulamailo makim shahirius prusay salein. It's like going to bed and having somebody's feet touching your head. That's not, not, not a nice thing to do. It's not covered for the, for the, for the keresh. The keresh is standing upright. The, the wide bit is the legs. The thin bit is the, is the, is the top of it. To have the, the legs of one keresh adjacent to the top of another keresh, that's not covered. Makisha, Yeriyas, Perusis, Aleh, represent the connection to above. And, and, and that's, that's the point of connection of the, the keresh to something beyond. And you're going to put that adjacent to, to the legs, which, which connect to the ground. And it's comparable to that which we say, So, says Rabbeinu to the, the, the Brent Tam says as follows, here's my Mishkan, and here's my wagon over here, right? So we'll put a wagon over here, and here's a Mishkan. According to the Mandoma, they're narrow at the top here. So they're going to pick them up, what are they going to do with them? They place them on the wagon. Right? They're just the wagon. Let's see, assume the wagon is like that. So they, they pick them up, and they place them on the wagon. Pick it up, place it on the wagon. To so start turning it around, and placing the other one the other way around, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. I'm not quite sure why, because the wagons are long. That's how the Gemara actually told us. Right? The wagons weren't adjacent like this. They were lengthways, right? And you stood up, and the, the Mishkan was here. So you pick it up, you pass it along the wagon, and you anyway have to turn them. What's the difference? You turn them one way, you turn the other way. For some reason, it was harder to turn one way. Not sure. Not quite sure. So let's see if I taste it again. We've been time to come and show you a park on. Mashmuf a little bit. They were the wagons were like this, and they took picked them up and just put them down. That's Mashmuf not quite like Rashi. And therefore, to turn it round, that was a big tefa. We don't know where it started going narrow. Who said it tapered beautifully from the bottom all the way up? Maybe it was thick and I'm up here and tapered to the top there. And then you can't get more than, as Gamora said. So when you're trying to draw a picture of the, of the, of the Mishkan, you've got a number of ways to draw these, these crossings. Not clear. Well, somewhere along, I don't know exactly which point. Yeah, I'll let you do that much after share, but it's not relevant. I don't know exactly when. Now, that's, so there we go. We now sort that. Taste is sorted out there. Have a minute of the Gemara. We understand the Gemara's question. Now, Taste is asking a by the way question. Therefore, a Makura, a Shisrabi Makura is also a Shisrabi. Why do we learn from the part which is not Makura and learn from the part which is Makura? Because this is assuming in a question that the whole, all the Gedarim, all the definition and dimensions of Rishus Rabbim are learned from the Agolas. So they must learn that Rishus Rabbim is also Rishus Rabbim. And then somebody who passes Daladamas in Rishus Rabbim is Chayev. 
you're right, we could have learned from that, but we prefer to learn from the open half because that's more comparable to what a normal Shusrabim looks like. Interesting, Terence. Says, Re says, no, we don't learn Shusrabim from Agolos. We learn Shusrabim from Machna Levia. Machna Levia was an open space. So what do we learn from Agolos? When it comes to the Agolos, all we learn from Agolos is that Rishusrabim is 60 numbers. We don't learn the Gedorim of Rishusrabim, the parameters of Rishusrabim from Agolos. When we call Mokim, he loved the Tachten of Benem, Sidem, Rishusrabim, but if the Tachten wasn't Rishusrabim, I don't have a secrecy of Rishusrabim, because the two Agolos are not Rishusrabim at all. So it must be that Agolos were also Rishusrabim, otherwise I don't have 60 numbers, and therefore I've got to find Tachten, Sidem, all being a Shusarabim, so I now have an area of 16 Amas of the Agolas being a Shusarabim, so that we can learn from there the Shei Yudbov Amas. But not that I'm learning all parameters of a Shusarabim from the Agolas. The fact that it must be Makura, I know from Digle Midbar, not from the Agolas, means from Machna Should we do the, the, the next tasters? Next few tasters, they're not hard, but only be a few minutes. At Boy Echemonachlu, Agabad Agola, Agola Makura, he pays Rashi to Salkadaitov. What made them think that it was a, a roofed agola? Well, who needs this hakdama of agola? Why is it necessary to have that when the question is just that the agola itself has its own base? You should have just said in our Gemara, in our Gisa, Rashi's Gisa is Bedorato. It was Bechonas Farim, Gosinon Bedorotato. All the other Farim, all the other Gisaris have the word Dorotato, lower level. Well, if you get to some, I mean, I lost your mashma bena shuris, Moshe Pirish. And even that word Dorato doesn't seem to imply between the lines, between the rows, as Rashi explained it to me. That's not quite the correct translation of the word Dorato. Therefore, Venera Labena Tank, Moshe Pirish, Rabbein Chanal. Never, Rabbeinu Tam understands like Rabbeinu Chananel. But Dara Tata Pirish, with Shura Rishayna. In the first Shura, Sh'adayim lo'niyach ala goles, elo k'rashim atachtiyem, bulvad, she'ena mekura kula, she'esh rebach b'ena Shura. I originally thought that when I place the first line on, the Dara Tata means when I place the first line on, I haven't yet placed the top line on, when I place the first line, there's going to be gaps in between, which will turn it into a Shusarabim. True, once I place the next, next layer on, it'll cover the gap. Because Rabbein Tam understands that the next what exactly like that, like that, as a means to stabilize. Space between the sure it was completely blocked. They didn't place them exactly on top of each other. Mamish, like Rashi learns. Protruding from outside the one underneath it. Like when you're building a brickwork, you have a brick on top. You have a brick and another brick. And your brickwork would be like this. That's how the Agolis look. So they ended up that the gap, which was a gap at the bottom, wasn't really a gap anymore. Once you had the second and the third row on. Oh, I need to see you, doctor. I can't see you when I've got them so there. Then the Gemara asks, it's not true. Even with one row, I didn't have enough gap. Even though we didn't say Elo, now Rukhana is giving a new answer, completely different. When I've got Koshim, there's no Rishus Rabbin there. So now we're talking about, you know what we mean? We mean we had an agola. The agola is made up with what he calls on the pole there and the pole here. That's my, with the gap there. And then at the end they would clip on, at the end they would clip on a Support one side and clip on the support on the other side. Then the Agolos ready to receive the crushing, but it has a gap. 
So they placed that garlic on the Shusarabim with its now before I put that the crushum on it, it's a Shusarabim. It's a Shusarabim. I have a proper tahtem. The crushing with placed on top of the on top of the condesin, held into place by these at boy that the Rabbin Tam calls them, these ends. You know, they have a name for them when they're trains. What's the train buffers? What are they call buffers? You know, they call buffers, yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> So the Gemara's question is, this was only put on afterwards, beforehand they haven't got Agolo at all. It's just too convincing. It's just two, two sets of wheels which were standing in the, in the Rishon Zerabim. That's not Agolo. And then I put the, the beams on, and then I put the Taboy on. That's the case, I never have an Agolo with Tachten, which is Rishon Zerabim. Well, Mishani, on my tool, we say, it's Pirish, at Taboy, the Tamar of Kanaloyos, and Eitzim, the Kuvim, and Mesimim, the Reich of Agolo, the Prashas. So he says, no, we have a, on the, on these kundesin, on these kundesin, you clipped two pieces of wood, long piece of wood. And they placed on the Kodesh in the along the length of the Agola. So you had like a frame around the length of the Agola. Before the, nothing to do with that boy. Because if you leave them just where the, where the wheels are, it would be, the beams would be, get in the way of the Ephanim. So they had to build a frame around, raising it above the wheels, and that they could put the cross in. And, and that, when that frame was put in place, before the cross was put on it, and now I have a gap, I have a gap with a gap. But I come out to be, shall reich of a gola, shall achatina, lefisha shmule in a kiem, a farish never of kana, a comma elo. Have a benachan, a farish, the hotter baby, shmuder of kana, bainer, middle comma elo, by the higher toyer of kana, the higher gilus on the achatboy, adla achatina, actually make that mistake, and therefore the gemara is simpler to say, he meant this frame that was placed on top of the wheels, top of the condition, so that the, the, so that the beams could be placed and raised above the wheels. I rushed them in that thesis because it's just an interesting thesis. It's not so relevant to what's tomorrow. I mean, it's a thesis of At least we get the, the, the idea of the sugya. We've got the idea of sugya. We've got Rashi's ma'alach. We begin to get a little bit of thesis ma'alach. Not 100% clear, but we have it. We have Hashem. Um, are we having Shin next week here, Jeremy? Are we having Shin next Sunday morning? It's up to the, up to the item. I won't ask my wife, but, but, uh, if, if, sorry? Yeah, but we need to have shit. Let me tell you. So, so if items want, is, uh, your, your wife will make the shit next week. We're very happy. Okay, so then we'll, we'll finish off the sugya next week. We'll learn a bit more in the sugya. We'll be bang in the middle of the sugya. We'll finish it off next week. Well, not all of it, but some of it. Um, well, then we'll break for face up. Thank you very much. Have a really good morning. Yeah. <laughs>